book Beyond Happiness, Selden writes, The environments we inhabit, our living rooms, bedrooms and offices, our backyards and gardens, are outer manifestations of our inner minds. Make a commitment to ensure that your environment remains in line with your ideals. Doing so will bring you happiness, because you will be in harmony with your environment, because that environment is in harmony with you. You don't have to go to Denmark to realise that this is something the Danes understand. You can see the value they place on aesthetics and functionality in the quietly beautiful furniture they export to design stores all over the world. It is evident in the pieces produced by companies such as Carl Hansen & Son, Fritz Hansen, Louis Poulsen and Frederikia, which were founded in the first half of the 20th century, the period that gave birth to the Danish modern movement and which is widely regarded as the golden age of Danish design, and who now combine re-editions of mid-century classics with new collections. It is there in work being made by young brands too. Hey, DK3 and Design by Dane, to name just three, are all proudly bringing together the best of the past with the best of the present. But if you do go, it is immediately obvious that the author of that piece in Danish was not exaggerating. The Danes really do believe that design can be used to improve the quality of people's lives, and the effect of that belief permeates far beyond the rarefied walls of the design establishment. As David Obel Rosenqvist, brand manager for lighting company Louis Poulsen, explained to me, design is a national sport in Denmark. We have all been surrounded by good design since childhood, so we understand that design impacts on human life. It came as no surprise to me to discover that Denmark was the first country in the world to implement a defined design policy. And while it is true that political support for design has ebbed and flowed since that historic decision in 1997, In 2010, design was included in a government platform that set out the country's political vision and strategy for the coming decade. We had caught an early morning flight to Copenhagen, so we were feeling the effects of too short a night by the time we arrived in the city centre. Our first thought was lunch, and too tired and hungry to go in search of anywhere special, we simply walked into a small neighbourhood sandwich bar a few feet away from our hotel. As I ordered my herring smurbred, I noticed there was a Pearl Henningsen pendant light hanging over the chipped formica counter. Pearl Henningsen is one of the great names of Danish modern, a man who devoted his life to studying how he could bring comfort and ambience to the electrified light bulb, and whose solution was light-diffusing layered shades. His designs have become classics. In the United Kingdom, they are the preserve of the wealthy design cognoscenti. In Copenhagen, they are ubiquitous. In the UK, a cafe like this would no doubt have been lit by a strip light, and its harsh glare would have hurried us through our lunch. Here, comforted by the soft, atmospheric light of the PH21, we took our time. Refreshed, we walked across the Knipplesbro Bridge to the Black Diamond Library. This glass-fronted extension to the old Royal Library, designed by the architect Schmidt Hammerlassen, manages to be both visually arresting and modest thanks to generous expanses of black glass which reflect the stretch of water the building stands beside. We then wandered through the city centre and into the Radisson Blue Royal Hotel Copenhagen, or the SAS Hotel as it was originally known. Designed inside and out by Anja Jakobsen, another star of Danish modern, the lobby still boasts welcoming clusters of his womb-like egg chairs. We finished our day with an early supper at Restaurant Canalen, drawn in off the dark and sleet-soaked streets by the welcoming glow of its candlelit interior.
Lying in bed later, my boyfriend asked me whether I had seen any examples of Hugo. I realised that, while we had eaten in a candlelit restaurant, and seen plenty of cafes with cosy-looking blankets thrown over their outdoor chairs, we hadn't come across many places that would have made it into a magazine feature about Hoogley interiors. What we had experienced, though, from the moment we arrived at the airport terminal, was a great deal of human-centred design. As I thought about our day, my overriding feeling was that, despite the truly terrible weather, this was a very pleasant and comfortable city to be in. A Hoogley city, you could say. The thought made me wonder whether Hooger had played a part in the formation of Denmark's design culture. It hadn't occurred to me before, but now that I was here in the capital city, I could certainly see plenty of connections. Hooger is a concept based around comfort, relaxation and the enjoyment of simple pleasures. Danish design is characterised by its modest...